Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Rusty Quill presents
Just the two Carnivian from the hallway were more than enough to put the brakes on our sprint back to Carface, rearing up in front of us like predators from hell. Can't believe it just took a shot from the revolver and it's still fucking standing. Shit can your amazement and put another round in it. These things are built to take a licking, that's for damn sure. Watch that tentacle on your left, Shane. Never mind, I got it. Thanks. Fighting these two shit birds is like fighting a small army. Damn things change shape like it's their fucking job. While we were holding our own against the two alien beasts, it wouldn't be more than a few seconds before the other Carnivians situated all throughout the station were on top of us. So, when Carface came smashing through the wall, horns and lights ablazing, it wasn't a moment too soon. Carface smashed both the monsters through the building. Their huge, spasming masses sprawled out across his hood, obscuring all but the demonic hot rods burning red taillights. Screeching to a halt, Carface threw the creatures from his hood, sending them flying through the last wall of the place, where they disappeared from sight. Looking behind us, through the hole Carface made when he arrived, I could see the grounds of the nearly leveled station filling with massive, hungry shapes, fires burning at their backs where the two other buildings had been struck by lightning. They were almost on top of us, a huge, demonic, bear-looking thing leading the pack. The only good news was that they all seemed to be a little on the groggy side, which I assumed was because they'd only just woken up from their transformations. But once they shook off the cobwebs, they'd be all business. Before I could take my first shot, Carface sped past us and back out the hole, headed straight for the great big bear creature. I couldn't believe how much speed he'd picked up in only just a few dozen yards. On the lot of them. We need to back him up. I was half glad to see Romy getting into the thick of things, a seasoned vet taking the field. The other half of me just wished we were back in Emmett's threshold, where Romy and I whiled away the hours, at peace with the mystery of ourselves. Christ, that car can move. He's gonna ram him. Carface burst into flames as he smashed into the leader of the pack of monsters, fire and debris lashing the winter nullity. The flaming chassis of the nightmare car tumbled and carwheeled across the incoming Carnivian, spreading fire and shrapnels that blazed along.
All but the hellish bear thing fled the chaos, many of them burning as they galloped on alien limbs into the thick of the storm. But even as the smoking hulk of what was left of Carface continued to tumble, its insane momentum carrying it beyond the point of impact, its shape began to change. The movements of the flames encompassing it and the parts falling out of it seemed to turn inward, assuming an order outside the normal range of fire and twisted metal. Before I could ponder the sight any further, the bear-like Carnivian lunged. Opening several frothing maws, the claws of its many enormous limbs distended from their fleshy sheaths. And then it stopped dead. Something was halting its forward momentum entirely. Now, will you look at that shit? The roaring Carnivian was pulled backward, its paws raking the frozen earth for purchase. In an instant, it was flung into the burning remains of one of the lightning-struck buildings. With the monster out of the way, we finally got a look at what had done the flinging. A lean, solitary figure wearing a long, tattered leather overcoat. Leather driving gloves stretched tight over its tarnished metal fists, and big black boots stuck beneath its torn black jeans. Topping off the figure of about seven to eight feet in height, a head made from the grill of a demonic vintage hot rod. A massive polished chrome bumper formed the mouth and jaw. The edges turned up into a gleaming grin just below the metallic features comprising the middle of its face. Its eyes were great big headlights of bright blue light. What the hell? Before we could react to Carface's new look, the Carnivian bear thing came smashing back out of the burning building, wreathed in fire and rippling with exposed muscle tissue. Carface, this new version of him, sidestepped the monster's charge and pulled a massive tire iron from his belt as the thing passed by. As the big creature whipped around and reared up, the Merling laid that big piece of metal hard into its largest set of choppers, liberating the lower jaw and littering the snow with dozens of broken, bloody teeth. Reeling from the blow, the Carnivian paused for a good second, a second that Carface didn't waste. Thick, jagged-toothed jumper cables snaked out from the darkness of Carface's sleeves, snapping shut like bear traps around the monster's bleeding face. The smell of ozone grew thick as pea soup as Carface turned on the juice. The Carnivian rattled like a jackhammer as the electricity cooked it from the inside. Its eyes blew out of its skull, superheated gases escaping the sockets as its remaining patches of hair ignited like matchsticks. After a few seconds, the thing slunk to the ground in a twitching heap of smoldering meat. In the wake of the fight, 
the Arctic wind reclaimed the battlefield, and the figure that was once a furious, unstoppable car just stood there, solemn and inscrutable. Uh, thanks. Again. Carface only looked on, its blazing eyes turning the snow blue. Next thing I knew, Carface was revving his engine, wherever that might have been located, and his body disappeared into a fog of twisting exhaust. As the roar of an unearthly engine fell silent, the wind snatched the smoke and pulled it away like a magician's cape, revealing the more familiar form of the long black hot rod from hell. The moment seemed to hang in the air like smoke on a windless day reminding me where I, we, came from. That what appeared before us wasn't just a monster from deepest, darkest nightmare, but also a mirror. We slowly drew up to the demon car, a bit more cautious than when we'd last occupied its interior. Now that we knew he, my and Romy's half-brother, if Sugar was to be believed, was far more than just a determined car from nightmares. I never felt like uh, I had to break the ice with a car before, but... Uh, everything okay, Carface? (laughs) Well, I guess I'd take that for a yes. We were tearing across the snow at a pace that defied physics, taking a curving path back to the silentage, and hopefully avoiding the horde of Carnivian that might already be there, or nearly there. In the meantime, we couldn't help but engage in a game of whodunit. I don't see how Mesmer couldn't be somehow involved in all of this. He's literally the only one who knows we're out here. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, he knows we'd assume it was him. Why would he willingly implicate himself? Because he didn't think we'd be making it back, that's why. Figured the carnivores would do his dirty work for him. He knows better than to count us out at this point. Like you're fond of saying, Isaiah, we've been to hell and back. Twice. Two different hells, to be exact. He'd have to assume that there'd be a chance we'd make it back. Shit, at most, he'd just blast the tower and sick the Carnivian on us. Not open his mouth and brag. Christ, that makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. And besides, the last thing he wants is to be alone with Spider. And before either of you say they're in on things together, that also makes no sense. That would mean they'd orchestrated this whole thing just to fool us, which is ridiculous. We still have yet to account for all the shit that went down in Blackledge, the guy who took out the bunch from Nighthead. We know there are other parties involved in all of this. All right, now I'm lost. Who took out a bunch of shit birds from Nighthead? You talking about that stint you two did in Blackledge, right? Yeah, some armored thing showed up out of nowhere, cleaned out a whole gang of Noxites, along with all their slithering bodyguards. Apparently the guy stopped just shy of taking out Romy. Mesmer connected him with a creature called, uh, uh, Mithra. Well, someone posing as a Mithra. 
He didn't go so far as to say it was a Mithra. Well, if this thing's into killing Noxites, that puts it on our side, don't it? You'd think. But the Consortium's supposed to be on our side, too. Besides, we also suspect the armored creature might have been the thing that slaughtered our team, just before we were run out of Blackledge. I mean, to be honest, we're just throwing darts in the dark here. We've been in the need-to-know program since day one. Ain't like that's ever gonna change. We ain't nothing but trigger men for the powers that be, and that there's a fact. At any rate, at this speed, we should be back to the silentage pretty quick. If there's anything left of it, that army of monsters was big enough to stomp ten silentages. What are we supposed to do if it's in the same shape as the last place we come from? You got me. Our badges are mostly for show. There was no training in department protocol, no emergency contacts, special handshakes, not even a decoder ring. We're left blowing in the wind if the silentage is kaput. What about you? Will the Legion come looking for you? You got the shit beat out of me. I ain't never come up missing before. But, uh, the general stuff don't apply none. Can't blend in and relocate till shit's blown over. Ain't nowhere to relocate to. Mesmer's project might be on the down low and not very popular to boot, but I'm sure he'd be noticed if he came up missing. Ninth House would send somebody out here looking for him. But even if they don't, we've got a way out. Carface didn't just come out of nowhere, you know. Speaking of which, think you could catch me up with whatever the fuck you guys is up to? I'm beginning to feel a little left out. Now, now, now! Secrets are the most succulent of sweets. They're not meant to be shared with just any old body. What the hell? Is Aradia talking to us? Is that what Carface sounds like? <laughs> not the brightest balloon in the bunch, is he? <laughs> Knock it off, sugar. What the hell is going on? Did you know about any of this? The Carnivian, the voice over the radio back there? Why, oh why, dear Rosemary, are you always trying to spoil the surprise? I mean, it's not like we saved you or anything. You told Romy we'd want to get even after everything was said and done, which means you know we're being played, and most likely by who. And I'm guessing you also know all about what I figured out about the silentage, that we'd... Quiet, blabbermouth! Do you really want everyone to know our business? Specifically, the Silent Legion. They're not exactly the type to turn down a good secret, you know. He means me, right? Uh, yeah, Shane. He's talking about you. <laughs> or maybe I'm giving their representation a little too much credit. <laughs> uh, which is why, quite honestly, I hadn't anticipated having this conversation. I thought the old gunslinger would be so much paced by now. <laughs> I don't know who you are, fella. But folks a whole lot more dangerous than you thought the same thing. Right on up till they wasn't thinking nothing no more. On account of becoming Daisy Fertilizer. 
Now you think on that a while before you start slinging assumptions. Oh my! The cowboy's got some bite to him, doesn't he? <laughs> well, don't worry that little cowboy hat-covered head of yours, cause I don't miss a trick. Not one. <laughs> Uh-oh! Sounds like the radio station is having some issues. Sugar, don't you dare leave us hanging again. Tell us what the fuck is going on. Sugar! Oh, I do wish I could hear what you were all saying. But you know these old broadcasting towers. See you later, kitties. <laughs> that goddamn son of a bitch knows exactly what's going on. Sugar must have been really desperate to make sure we didn't spill any beans to show up. <laughs> broadcast right in front of Shane, and while I'd love nothing more than to spite my candy-colored brother, I was afraid of what would happen if we went off script, even if we had no idea what the full script said. Who or what the fuck is this sugar guy, and why doesn't he want you talking to me? Which of course means you got something to talk about. Look, if it makes you feel any better, what we do know isn't anything that really helps anyone out. Hell, all we really have are very small pieces to what's likely a great big puzzle. Ever occur to you that maybe I got some pieces to that puzzle, and this sugar fella doesn't want us putting them together? It was getting pretty apparent that we couldn't keep Shane in the dark forever. Not that there was really all that much we hadn't told him. But Carface and now Sugar made us look suspicious as all hell. I had to do something to keep him in our good graces. Giving my seat a good strong couple of pinches, my signal to Carface that I was about to do something on the sly, hoping he, and ultimately Sugar, got the message. I tried my hand at a little damage control, or as it was more plainly referred to as, lying. Alright, look, I don't give a rat's ass what Sugar wants, so here it is. Carface and Sugar are allies of ours. We ran across each other on a job, and wound up helping each other out when neither of us had a choice but to team up. Fast forward to now, none of us trust each other all that much, and Sugar, the guy on the radio, has contacts and insights into all this he doesn't want to give up. We've been working with each other for a while now, and we'd like that to stay our little secret. There, now you're all caught up. I was a lousy liar. Nothing I said was really incorrect, just seriously abridged. I could only hope Shane would leave it where I left it. And most of all, I hoped that Carface didn't dump me in the snow for saying too much. Uh-huh. Well, I don't give no shit who you run with, so long as they, and you, don't call me late for dinner. From here on out, I want to know what you two know when you know it. Deal? Fine by me. For all the good it'll do you. We've been on the outside of this whole thing from day one. For all we know, Spider Black and Mesmer are in cahoots, and this whole goddamn operation is actually designed to manufacture the dim. Christ, there's just no telling how deep this fucking rabbit hole actually goes. My Lord Black, I've received words from our outpost. 
The Carnivian presence has only increased since we arrived. It would appear that the Infiltrator managed to get word to his masters. It's best we remain here until the bulk of our troops return from the front. Ah, Batna. There's no place she won't follow me. The stars will burn black and scatter to ash before she rests. She is nothing if not a testament to the power of the machine. But you are right, Istarian. We will stay here until the way is made clear of her children. But should she persist, we will have to teach her the error of her ways. Devlin and the others may be young to the world beyond the machine, but they are ripening quickly. I've also taken the liberty of securing additional information concerning the two reclamation agents. I can see you're quite eager to prove yourself, my great Hanuma. But you really shouldn't have gone to the trouble. You see, I know them both quite well already. Especially Isaiah Stroud. Once upon a very long time ago, he was my little buddy. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld, and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. 